And he said, If now I have found favour in your sight, O Lord, please let the Lord go in the midst of us, for it is a stiff-necked people, and pardon our iniquity and our sin, and take us for your inheritance. And he said, Behold, I am making a covenant. Before all your people I will do marvels, such as have not been created in all the earth, or in any nation. And all the people among whom you are shall see the work of the Lord, for it is an awesome thing that I will do with you. This is a conversation between Moses and the Lord in Exodus chapter 34, verse 9 to 10. This comes after Israel had, in the 32nd chapter of Exodus, gathered their gold ornaments and built for themselves a golden calf as their God, saying, These are your gods, O Israel, who brought you up out of the land of Egypt. Then in the 33rd chapter, Israel repents of this horrible evil, knowing that the Lord might not go further with them up onto the land flowing with milk and honey. In that same chapter, Moses finds favor in the sight of the Lord. This is the backstory to the prayer of Moses. Moses here intercedes for Israel, requesting that the Lord goes with the people. At the time that Israel corrupted themselves and built for themselves an idol, Moses was not with them. Moses was on Mount Sinai with the Lord, and so he did not partake in this. However, he pleads on behalf of Israel as though he was as guilty of the crime as all of Israel was. He is able to plead on behalf of Israel not because of any good that is in Israel. They just committed one of the worst crimes against God. Rather, he is able to do so in spite of Israel's arrogance and stubbornness, simply because he, Moses, had found favor in the sight of the Lord and wanted that it would be extended to the people. If now I have found favor in your sight, O Lord, says Moses, please let the Lord go in the midst of us for it is a stiff-necked people, and pardon our iniquity and our sin, and take us for your inheritance. The word translated as favor is the same word that is translated as graciousness, goodwill, or grace, so that Moses was able to plead on behalf of Israel only because of the grace of God upon him. God opposes the proud and gives grace to the humble, says Holy Scripture. Israel was stubborn and proud, stiff-necked, and all that they deserved was the righteous pouring of God's holy wrath. Yet Moses is asking that God would give grace to them, looking upon him Moses, who has found grace in the sight of God. God therefore renews his covenant with Israel. Remember when the Lord passed before Moses in his glory, he proclaimed as he passed, The Lord, the Lord, a God merciful and gracious, slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love and faithfulness, keeping steadfast love for thousands, forgiving iniquity and transgression and sin. This re-establishment of the covenant with Israel is a testimony of this proclamation. God showed Israel mercy according to his grace. How else could an already gracious relationship established through a gracious covenant be repaired when the undeserving party was the violator of the covenant? It is just impossible, outside of even more grace. My pastor put it this way, 
The only way this relationship could be repaired was for God to let the punch land and not respond in kind. And that's exactly what happened. What a gracious God. God extended grace unto Israel by the intercession of Moses, who had found grace in God's sight because he, Moses, was himself not without sin and was far from perfect. But a perfect Moses was to come, one in whom is no sin, one who is himself full of grace and truth, one who would intercede not only for Israel but for all people who would place their trust in him one who would bear the iniquity of the world and be pierced for their transgression. Jesus Christ, the Lamb of God, who takes away the sin of the world. God looks upon Christ and graciously imputes righteousness to all who believe. All you sordid sojourners. The 60th question of the Heidelberg Catechism asks, How are you righteous before God? And it answers it this way, only by the true faith in Jesus Christ. Although my conscience accuses me that I have grievously sinned against all God's commandments, have never kept any of them, and am still inclined to all evil, yet God, without any merit of my own, out of mere grace, imputes to me the perfect satisfaction, righteousness, and holiness of Christ. He grants these to me as if I had never had nor committed any sin, and as if I myself had accomplished all the obedience which Christ has rendered for me, if only I accept this gift with a believing heart. Now this here is the heart of the gospel of Christ. Hallelujah. If the grace that Moses had found in the sight of the Lord was sufficient for the Lord's pardon, of a whole people, how much more is it sufficient the matchless and infinite grace of Christ for our pardon to reconcile us to God in a new covenant? Indeed, His grace is greater than all our sin combined. Praise God. Now hear the word of God from Psalm 30. The Psalm of David praising God for His mercy and His grace at the dedication of the temple. I will extol you, O Lord, for you have drawn me up and have not let my foes rejoice over me. O Lord my God, I cried to you for help, and you have healed me. O Lord, you have brought up my soul from Sheol, you restored me to life from among those who go down to the pit. Sing praises to the Lord, O you his saints, and give thanks to his holy name. For his anger is but for a moment, and his favor is for a lifetime. Weeping may tarry for the night, but joy comes with the morning. As for me, I said in my prosperity, I shall never be moved. By your favor, O Lord, you made my mountain stand strong. You hid your face, and I was dismayed. To you, O Lord, I cry, and to the Lord I plead for mercy. What profit is there in my death if I go down to the pit? Will the dust praise you? Will it tell of your faithfulness? Hear, O Lord, and be merciful to me. O Lord, be my helper. You have turned for me my mourning into dancing. 
you have loosed my sackcloth and clothed me in gladness, that my glory may sing your praise and not be silent. O Lord my God, I will give thanks to you forever. This is the word of God. Thanks be to God. I hope you have enjoyed listening to this episode of The Sorted Sojourner on a renewed covenant through grace that is greater than our sin. I hope that it encourages you and kindles your hope in your salvation in Christ. If the Lord wills it, we will find each other here again next week. But in the meantime, arise, put your armor on, gird up your sword, and press on towards the goal, which is Christ. Amen.